In the 16 plus years of the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast, we have talked about improvisation. We have talked about the scarcity of science fiction theater. And we have talked about Star Trek. But never before have we been able to have a conversation about all those three things at the same time with the same person about the same company doing the same show, an improvised Star Trek show called Starship Edsel, produced by Otherworld Theater here in Chicago. And I'm talking with Dylan Schaefer, who I thought was the mastermind, but apparently is just the director of development <laughs> of Otherworld Theater. Do I have any of that right, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 874, Improvising Star Trek. Chicago's Otherworld Theater Company is quite possibly America's only nonprofit theater dedicated exclusively to exploring the genres of science fiction and fantasy and occasionally horror. As we've discussed on the podcast before, imaginary worlds not held back by realistic demands seem like they're a natural for the theater, which is why I was so thrilled to talk to Dylan Schaefer about Starship Edsel, the improvised Star Trek parody that they perform every other Saturday with a cast of regular characters and occasional guest stars. Dylan began our conversation by explaining that he comes by his Star Trek nerdery honestly. I've been a Star Trek fan since I was three years old. Um, I started watching it with my dad. Uh, you know, Next Generation and Deep Space Nine were on TV at the time. Um, and then Voyager. And, uh, you know, so I, I was a fan basically for as far back as I can remember. Uh, my dad, when I was when I was nine years old, took me to Star Trek The Experience in Las Vegas. And um, that really, I would say that Star Trek largely informed my uh, decision to pursue theater and acting um, because I was so, uh, I, I just loved to take my friends and pretend like we were doing Star Trek and I had all the action figures and I had the Enterprise D bridge playset and I had all the ships, you know, and, and that really informed a lot of my uh, early sort of development and interest in performing and, and all of that. And yet you have a wife who married you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She, she, she's bigger into sci-fi fantasy than I am. I mean, Star Trek's like my thing, you know? but she likes everything. I mean, it's yeah. like, if it's sci-fi or fantasy, she knows about it. She's read it. She's watched it. She's, you know, played it. Um, it actually, Otherworld was founded uh, <laughs> because uh, Tiffany, uh, my wife was, uh, we weren't married at the time, but we were, uh, we were dating. She was waiting in line at a GameStop, I believe, for the midnight release of Skyrim. And, and... <laughs> looked around and said nobody does theater for these people i want to do theater for <laughs> for these people she's tiffany she's doing the lord's work yeah Otherworld was founded in um 2012 
Um, our first like fully staged production was Fahrenheit 451. Um, and we opened up our current physical location in 2018, um, which is um, in Lakeview, sort of by Wrigleyville there on Clark Street. The former Live Bait yes, Theater. Li- back yep, in the day. Live Bait. Um, the owners uh, are still Live Bait. Um, there was a show at the time um, that I'm not sure you're familiar with. You might be. Um, that was a show and a podcast called Improvised Star Trek. And it's a Chicago show podcast. And they actually came and performed at our very first fundraiser ever that we did to start the company. And so we'd been involved with them, um, you know, sort of off and on for a while. We were fans of theirs and they, you know, performed with us at various events. Um, and it's a great, it, it, great show. I mean, it's very, very funny. They did a, they did 200 plus podcast episodes um, that are all just improvised Star Trek episodes. Um, and so I was a big fan of theirs and I always wanted to do a Star Trek show. Um, but there wasn't really, you know, I, I, we didn't want to sort of, you know, we didn't want to like horn in on their territory, you know, and, uh, you know, so we focused on other things. And in 2019, they sort of brought their show to a close after about a 10 year run. And they did their final performance at Otherworld, actually. Um, and then we started talking about doing a Star Trek show ourselves and we started talking about you know how we could do something that was still comedy improv and star trek all together but was different from improvised star trek and then the pandemic hit and everything fell apart um so we were we had already been you know we were planning auditions we were you know we were getting ready to launch the show and you know everything blew up and shut down so then in 2021, uh, we had just reopened and we were doing a sort of immersive, um, like an intimate immersive uh, show that was um, sort of like a mixture of a show and a LARP, um, a live action role play, <laughs> um, which is uh, another thing that other world does. And uh, that was <clears throat> that was called Murder on Horizon, and it was like a sci-fi uh, murder mystery that like people came in and um, you know had to like solve this murder in space. Um, and one of the people who came in uh, was Brandon Brylowski, who is uh, the writer of Starship Edsel, and <clears throat> Brandon had years ago in the 90s created a LARP uh, called Starship Edsel. Uh, and he travels all over the place and he he does, you know, he participates in LARPs and he writes LARPs. And if you're not familiar with the LARP world, it's a whole giant rich uh, network of, of games that are uh, go way beyond what I think uh, normal people think of as like, people hitting each other in the head with foam swords in the woods um (laughs) and um so he wrote this larp and it was essentially um the players of this larp would be crew members on the starship edsel and it would be like a day in the life of living aboard starfleet's worst ship 
And Tiffany and I both thought, geez, this really sounds like a good premise for the Star Trek show. Um, so we met with him and we said, hey, what would you think about, you know, modifying this and adapting it to be a uh, comedy show? And he loved the idea. And so we got together. We started working on it. Um, we put a team together. Uh, we hired uh, a director, uh, Jack Bronis, who I think you know. Um, and yep. uh, we were off to the races. And we created this show, which is essentially a hybrid uh, show uh, that is part improv, part scripted, um, part sketch comedy in some cases. Um, and all basically what we wanted to do was we wanted to say, okay, well, we want to do a show that's in, that's, that's based in improv that gives us the flexibility to bring improv comedy, uh, into it, that sort of feel, but it's different enough from previous iterations of things like, you know, improvised Star Trek that had been out there. And what the writing element allowed us to do was to create story arcs and um, plan a season, right? And plan basically what was going right. to happen, you know, in each episode. Um, so we're currently still in our first season. We've done 22 episodes. Um, so we're doing ah. seasons that are the length of how long season should be. Uh, <laughs> right. How they used to be. And yep. um, we have two episodes left in this season. So uh, today is um, September 2nd. So the show will, our, our season finale is September 23rd. Um, and that will wrap up mm -hmm. our first year and first season. Uh, and then we'll be warping into uh, season two. <laughs> well, and, and you have a regular cast of characters, just like in a Star Trek show. And you have the occasional guest star. And the <laughs> only reason I know this is because my wife, Dee Ryan, will be a guest star in your September 9th performance uh, this Saturday night. Um, so the episodes are 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 roughly scripted in terms of a, like a scenario, but you're not giving the, you don't give the guest stars lines. You just, they're, they're just told what to do and we improvise and see where it goes. Uh, yeah, so... Um, we will occasionally give somebody a line or something that they have to say at a certain point, um, mm -hmm. because sometimes the plot calls for that, of course. Um, but mm -hmm. what we do is we have a beat sheet, um, and uh, D uh, will actually get this beat sheet um, sometime this week. Um, mm -hmm. And the beats are broken down into times. So, you know, at, you know, from zero to 20 minutes, we're in beat one, from 20 minutes to 30 minutes, beat two, from, you know, and we just list all the things that need to happen in some way in those beats. Um, so the actors cool. work to get there. And, you know, we don't always get there, obviously. Sometimes things change, you know, and that's the nature of improv. Um, but, yep. but largely we try and hit the major points of the beat. And if there's something that absolutely has to happen at some point, that might that would be written in there. And the writers, um, so Brandon Barlowski and Eric Skull are the writers. Um, Brandon's the head writer and, and Eric um, is an assistant writer. And they're really good about, I mean, they, they go above and beyond. You know, they write 
you know, like five pages for like every episode and they'll write all the background information that you need to know, all, all of the things that they're thinking, they'll do a full episode synopsis. Um, and then they'll, in the last page, they'll just do one page of the beat sheet. Right. Um, but they want to give everybody their background. They'll, and they'll write in background information for all the characters. So if you're a guest star, you'll have their background information that, that you should know. Um, and, you know, some, again, some of it gets into the show and some of it doesn't. It's all sort of just creating a, a, an ecosystem of a universe that you can put into your head. And, you know, if it gets out on stage, great. If not, we'll save it for, you know, another episode. I tell you, I I have never been so excited to go see my wife do an improv show. Hi, this is Scott Bakula, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Okay, can you please take the gun away from my head now? Where can you RSC the RSC? This fall of 2023, we'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged and the ultimate Christmas show abridged around the country. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Facebook page or Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. And now back to my conversation with Dylan Schaefer talking about Starship Edsel, the improvised Star Trek parody produced fortnightly at the Otherworld Theater Company here in Chicago. Brandon came up with the idea of the of the starship Edsel, the worst uh, ship in the fleet, long before the Cerritos became the flagship of Star Trek Lower Decks. That's right. Um, yeah, that's right. Now, it, it's kind of funny because we're sort of in like the second golden age of Star Trek right now, um, or I would maybe call this the Silver Age um, because I don't think you can beat TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Uh, I don't think you can really beat that age. Um, but yes, the, he created this in the nineties, like during Star Trek's first golden age. Um, and the Edsel, just as background on, on the Edsel, obviously I'm sure most of your listeners are familiar with the joke as to why the Edsel is called the Edsel. Um, but you know, it's a play on the Ford Edsel, um, the, the, uh, yeah. you know, most, uh, infamous lemon in auto automaker history. Um, <laughs> The idea is that the ship is the only one of its class and it is largely regarded as just a complete failure in Starship design. Um, Everything sort of went wrong and the ship just (laughs) doesn't work the way it should. There's an experimental new computer that is moody and doesn't, and doesn't, uh, doesn't operate in the way it's supposed to, Uh, you know, the, even the design, uh, the physical design of the structure, there are mistakes and things that didn't work. And the bar, you know, the ship's bar and lounge is called half aft because it's in the rear of the ship in a room that's accidentally in between two decks, halfway between two decks. Half aft is a great name. <laughs> it's a great joke. So um, the backstory is that Starfleet tried to use the ship. It was a disaster. So they decided to mothball it and just, you know, decommission it and put it out of its misery. Uh, But then 
there was a use found for it, uh, which was to put it in permanent parking orbit of a vacation planet and give VIPs tours of an authentic Federation starship. Um, and that is what the Edsel became, was basically basically a space station in permanent parking orbit of, of a, the vacation planet of Atlantis. And uh, just obnoxious and weird, you know, VIPs coming aboard to get tours. Um, and that, that was the original premise of the LARP. And that's been the premise of the first season with some added, um, added storyline for drama. And we have a, we have an arc um, that's playing out in season one right now that involves the Romulans uh, blockading the planet. Um, so that the Edsel is cut off from Starfleet and uh, this sort of a la Deep Space Nine, the the ship has unwittingly become a very strategic um, <laughs> uh, vessel and placement in, in the Federation. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. This Saturday night, September 9th, 2023, I'll be at the Otherworld Theatre Company for the 10 p.m. performance of Starship Edsel, and I hope to see all of you there. If you can't make it, you can watch the live stream on Otherworld Theater's YouTube channel, where you can also catch up on all the previous episodes. Go to otherworldtheater.org for links and more information. Then send us your favorite warp speed via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. You can also follow the Otherworld Theatre Company on Twitter at OtherworldTHTRE and on Instagram at Otherworld Theatre. Thanks, as always, to treasonous Starfleet Admiral Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to BC Jaime. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Scott Bakula, who played Jonathan Archer, the first captain of the Enterprise NX-01. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 874-2622 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, the nerd is strong with you, and I salute you, sir. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.